Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Matthew 12 today. 12. Matthew chapter 12. A lot of stuff, you guys. A lot of stuff. And so that's why we're just going to talk about a lot of it. (laughs) Because I think you brought up some good points, just that the Holy Spirit kind of lifted for you. And I, as I usually do, will bring up some questions that I'm like, what is this? Why is this? There are some weird names. There are definitely weird names in here. And some parables and stories that are hard to digest and make sense of. So Yeah. No questions, a bad question. <laughs> so, but we got to ask them, you got to talk about them. And so that's what, we'll mm-hmm. just kind of start at the beginning yeah. and just walk through um, Matthew chapter 12 and yeah. uh, share with you. The, the yeah. beginning of Matthew chapter 12 mm-hmm. is an episode in The Chosen Season 2, which you need to watch if you haven't watched yeah. already. Christmas special was phenomenal. Um, but what's happening here is the disciples are on the go mm-hmm. and they're hungry. They've probably been fasting for Sabbath. And they're walking along the edge of a field and they start eating um, the grain grain, that's on the outskirts of the field. With farmers would actually leave that for travelers and poor people. And that actually is a violation of Sabbath law, which then leads the Pharisees to throw in a hissy fit, wondering, Jesus, what kind of rabbi are you? Why are you letting these people do this, especially on the Sabbath? Yes. And then Jesus kind of breaks down like, hey, the Sabbath was made by God for people, mm-hmm. and it's not meant to be burdensome mm-hmm. or legalistic. And so I, my takeaway from the first 14 bo- verses, though, yeah. is we cannot get caught up in um, the places and times and analyzing like what we're supposed to do. Like Jesus is getting to the heart of the law here, saying, yep. just do good. Like the Compton yeah. Initiative slogan, <laughs> yeah. just do good. Mm-hmm. And I've never mm-hmm. actually read Bob Goff's book, but I see his name all over and he's all over Twitter with people I respect and it's love everybody always. Right. He's yes. like, just do good. Yeah. And Jesus is basically helping them see here, mm-hmm. come on, these people are hurting, they're hungry. Why would you not help a human being yeah. instead of following some silly rule? Mm-hmm. And so just do good. Right. So that one of the things too, the takeaway just with Sabbath keeping is like you were saying, don't get caught up in the places that whatever rituals, yes, the tradition and the ritual. So there's practices that we do that are so helpful, especially routines that are so helpful for our kids. Like, Hey, this is what we do. This is what, you know, Christ followers do. We gather and we worship. And so at the heart of it, you know, it can be such a a gift and such a good thing, but that's just it as we put other things at the heart of it. We put Mm -hmm. just the, you know, the robotic, go through the motions, get it done, go home, eat, watch football where it's like, well, that's not the heart of it. And so, um, yeah, we touched on that a little bit. There's so much more to talk about (laughs) in that chapter, but that's kind of the glimpse of the first 14 verses and what stuck out to us there. Um, You were next that lifted for you was kind of the, um, actually the passage that was from Isaiah. Yeah. Essentially what Jesus quotes here Mm -hmm. from Isaiah, he says, here is my servant whom I've chosen picking up in verse 18. Yeah. The one I love in whom I delight, I'll put my spirit on him and he'll proclaim justice to the nations. He'll not quarrel to cry out or cry out. No one will hear his Mm -hmm. voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. It's in his name the nations will put their hope. Hmm. And so at Christmas time, we're we're remembering Mm -hmm. that everything is about Jesus. It all is. Mm. We pray, trying to get to become like Christ, talk to Christ, hear him. When it comes to extending forgiveness, it's because Jesus first forgave us. Mm. 
when it comes to trying to reconcile. Again, Christ laid out this example for us when it comes to worship and church and all these things, why we read our Bible. It's all about Jesus Mm -hmm. and what he's done and what he invites you into, and that's a relationship with himself. And mm-hmm. so here he's pointing ahead to like the purpose for why he came. Yep. He said, look, I'm, I'm going to die. And because of my death and resurrection, it's the, the name of the nation is going to be, they're going to have hope when they put their hope in his name. Yep. So that's good. But then there's a transition here because people start fighting over Jesus' identity. There's people wondering who yeah. is Jesus and is he, <laughs> is he from the pit of hell or is he from heaven or is this a man or who is this guy? Oh, totally. And that's kind of, I think where I was, I spent some of my time more at the back end of the chapter here. And so the Pharisees um, are kind of planting seeds here with like one potential identity of where Jesus could be. And so we're talking about verse 24 here, but when the Pharisees heard this, um, essentially they're talking about, hey, could, could this be the son of David? Like who mm-hmm. is Jesus? Because of what he said with Sabbath keeping and because of the miracles that, that they've been seeing, you know, who is this guy? And so the Pharisees um, heard this. They said, it is only by Beelzebub, 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 and the prince of demons. Sounds like a transformer. That this fellow, that this fellow <laughs> drives out <laughs> demons. Oh my goodness. And so the story continues, but I just had to pause there. I'm like, okay, Clark, like, what are we, let's talk about this. What's going on here. And you see, there's this, like this really divisive root that's trying to be grown about Jesus identity. Like who is this guy? Because he obviously we've seen, and people have witnessed, we talk about this in the past podcast, authority, they've seen power and authority. And so the, there's this you know, untruth that's getting planted about, oh, well, you know, he could have authority and be, you know, the prince of demons. Like yeah. he could be somebody could be that's a bad, authority. a bad guy. He could be a Sith Lord. And it's so divisive and so manipulative. So we can talk there about, you know, that little bit of, uh, whatever you want to say, that little bit of evil that can work its way through. But um, it's so beautiful because Jesus answers so simply. So Jesus just talks about how, how can a kingdom divided stand? Yeah. And so at the end in verse 28, he said, but if I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Mm-hmm. And so he continues and uh, he, in verse 30 says, he who's not with me is against me. And so anyway, he continues there. But the point that we just wanted to get at was like this, um, identity of Jesus question, uh, being questioned is getting closer to us getting to the cross where he's starting to reveal that actually there's a bigger plan in play. And it's not just about, you know, your physical realities. There's actually a cosmic battle going on. And, um, the true identity of who I am is just onion layers getting peeled back here. And so go ahead. Actually, multiple times in the gospels is Jesus identity at the forefront of the conversation. Totally. Or even Mm -hmm. like the purpose of, of the action. So even at Jesus baptism, Mm. father's telling everybody, this is my son. He's the God, Mm -hmm. God, man. Listen to him. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm blessing and anointing him. Think about his temptation in the wilderness right? for the Son of God. Uh, you think about the times um, Jesus at the transfiguration. It, it's yeah. again like, this is God. And mm-hmm. people asking him constantly, like, hey, by whose yeah. authority are you doing this? Like, what rabbi did you study under? And it's mm-hmm. constantly coming back to, who are you? And so here he clearly has power. And people are wanting to know, where's that power coming from? Yes. And so Jesus, again, is rooting this in Scripture, Old Testament prophecy fulfilled in him. And then he gives us a really helpful marker for us today. And this is probably the second or third time it's come up in Matthew. The whole idea of knowing 
uh, a tree by its fruit. Knowing someone by the fruit of their life or their ministry, you know if they're of yeah. the Lord or they're not. Hmm. You know, in a short amount of time, you can you can act a fool and get through and pretend and look a certain way, but totally. uh, it's hard to beat Father Time. And it's in yeah. time you see uh, who people really are mm. and the manifestation of fruit. And by fruit, we mean like the love and the joy and the peace of Christ that represents him well. We're, we're not perfect. We'll have our ups and downs, but sure. But it, it takes time to cultivate fruit. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we have to continue to follow the Lord. And it's not a one-time decision. It's a day-in, day-out following of him. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about there... As Jesus continues teaching, that's like verse 33, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. And then for 35 also, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him and the evil man brings evil things out. Mm -hmm. One of the, a word picture that um, is constantly, I think it might be from couples ministry in the back of my mind, Um, because some folks are like, no, what comes out of me is because of my kids. Like what comes out of me when it's not helpful and when it's not Christ-like, but that's because of, you know, my circumstance. That's because of my spouse or my strenuous workplace where it's actually like, no, let's imagine a a glass, a pitcher full of water. And then the table gets bumped. The water gets spilled out. Yes, because of the circumstance, because of the table getting bumped, but it's spilling out because that's what was already in there. The water already, yeah. <laughs> the water's already in there. Yeah. It's not like somebody just really quick put the water in and then pushed it. So that's what happens mm-hmm. over time, like you're saying. And with certain specific circumstances is maybe we get shaken a little bit. And what comes out of us yeah. is the truth, like gospel truth coming out of us when things are, you know, not easy or overtime or you know, it, something else. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a word picture from couples ministry yeah. that I kind of always remember. But yeah, and just, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. No, it's good. It is super good. I think as the passage wraps up here, mm-hmm. he talks about the sign of Jonah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, what he's talking about is it's Jesus' identity yeah. and his marker. But that can be really confusing. The sign of Jonah, what's he getting at here? Well, especially when they bring up in verse 42, 40, the queen of the south. The queen of the south. I think in other translations, it says Queen Sheba, right? Queen Sheba. Yeah. And so <clears> that's <throat> one of those things that as, we, as you're reading, like, okay, let's talk about this. Who is this? This doesn't make sense. Sometimes you might have to so dig a little here's bit. here's a, a trivia question for you. <laughs> How many days was Jonah in the belly of the fish? Give me five, four, three, two, one. And your answer is three. So the sign of Jonah is how many days was Jesus um, dead and in the tomb? Sure. Three. And so Jesus is pointing ahead to here's the sign of Jonah. Right. I was there, but then I've come come back. Mm -hmm. The Queen of Sheba, that's an interesting kind of a nod going all the way back to King Solomon. There's this story um, in Kings where... The queen of Sheba wants to come and she is so uh, intrigued by Israel and by the wisdom of Solomon and the splendor of his kingdom. kingdom. She travels an insane amount of distance Mm -hmm. to come check it out. And so what Jesus is saying here is like, do you have any desire to grow with the Lord? Do you have Mm -hmm. any curiosity about what the kingdom of God is like? Do you have any longing or questions or whatever he said, but you have to act on that and go. Because the Queen of Sheba, she traveled hundreds of miles yeah. back in the day, probably on camel or something, I don't know, <laughs> to check this out. We, my prayer for us is that we would uh, take some initiative here. Mm-hmm. We would say yes to God's yes, but say, I'm going to actually put forth effort in this relationship. Read books, read the Bible, ask questions, join a group, do some extra study, because I want I want to know more about 
the Lord. Right. Cause that's what a real relationship looks yeah, like. A definitely. real relationship looks like effort. And so the passage ends there. Um, it, I just love what Jesus says too. Cause he's like, and now one greater than Solomon's here. So like, Hey, just so you know, <laughs> it's actually uh, it's me. It's me. Yeah. And, and I'm better and greater than Solomon. So please engage in a relationship that, um, we'll end with verses 43 about that little story there. Cause it's kind of curious. So he's talking about evil spirits. And so obviously, um, we've already talked about authority and kind of who Jesus is, but one of the main takeaways here in the message version, actually, it talks about how, um, even though like you want to live like a clean, sinless life, mm-hmm. unless you pursue, unless you like invite the Lord in, unless you engage with this relationship, all you have is this empty house, this home that is now free of evil. And so the invitation there is, will you have a home um, that is hospitable? Will you be, will your heart be a place that's hospitable for the gospel message? Mm. Are you inviting the message actually into your house? Is there residency of the Holy Spirit in your heart? And so that's um, a little what lifted there for that little passage. Ooh, that reminds but, me of the yeah. Francesca Battistelli Christmas song, <laughs> Be Born in Me, talking about oh, Mary. Yeah. Be born oh, in yeah. me. And, um, How does that go again? I didn't warm up, so I won't <laughs> sing it to you right now. But uh, basically, she's like saying, you know, Christ was born in me. Um, he's come to Bethlehem, but make my heart your home. Yeah. So just a Christmas nod. So there we have it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, feel free to share this and uh, tell other people what stands out to you from your Bible reading. Yeah. But know you're loved. God's got good plans for you. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.